Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast. This week, Natalie Campbell's on holiday, all right for some. So you've got me, Harriet Minter, Emma Sexton, and Anna Williamson. We are going to be talking to acid attack survivor Katie G about how she came back from that. Charlotte Conway is talking about her campaign to make body hair acceptable everywhere. And it's our Badass of the Week. One, two, three, four. years ago our next guest had her life completely changed when she went traveling with a friend to Zanzibar and was the victim of an acid attack joining us now in the studio we have Katie G hello Katie hello. Hello. thank you so much for coming in can you take us back to that day and what happened yeah so I was there with a friend it was the summer before I was meant to start university, so we wanted to do something different, go for a month away, kind of like a substitute gap year type thing. And we chose Zanzibar and we were volunteering there. We were teaching kids three to six years old kind of thing, um, teaching English and maths. And then it was the last weekend of this month and we were on our way out for dinner. And then two guys on a moped just drove past on the right-hand side of me. My friend Kirsty was behind me to the left and like threw the acid and then drove off straight away. That's essentially what happened. That's absolutely shocking. Do you do have you do you know why it happened? Did they catch them? We didn't ever find out why it happened and there was never a huge investigation on that side of things, so I we never found out what happened. Can you imagine that that's probably the worst not the worst part of it. There's so much there's so much trauma attached to it. But as you say, the, the lasting effects sort of physically and mentally as well and the, for the fact that just completely unprovoked, you're on your holidays and someone has decided to do this. Um, I mean, how, how has that left you feeling now? For me, it when, because it was in another country, because it was obviously in Africa, for me it was kind of easier to separate myself from the attackers being back in London. So... I think if the attack was in London, I would have struggled a lot more with not having them being convicted. Mm. Obviously, it's like annoying and it's like very traumatic in that sense. But mm. I think being in London did help me like compartmentalize. The attack was over there and I could like focus on my recovery back here. Has it affected you traveling at all? Um, yeah, I would say it has. I haven't been back to Africa since I mean maybe in the future I will but mm. every time I go abroad and even like being in London I'll make sure I'm safe or make sure I know where I'm going or have like a way home and things like that I'm very like cautious about what I do and if I'm going to be in danger at any point what happened directly after the attack were you taken to hospital did they tell you you know what had happened to your body what what was the response so I ran straight to a bathroom, which was about two minutes down the road. I knew it was there because we had eaten at a restaurant that was attached to this bathroom before. Um, so I ran straight there. I put all the taps on and there was a shower because it was next to a beach. So I just washed myself under there. And then I was screaming for help. Two tourists were up the road and came and helped me. And um, from there, we went to the first hospital and we were just dousing ourselves in saline. 
and then they ran out of saline which is like disinfectant water and so from there we went to a nearby hotel because there were no other hospitals around and used their showers for about four hours and then after that we went to mainland Tanzania by a half an hour aeroplane and went to a hospital there and then from there we got on a medical aeroplane back to the UK which was about 12 hours later. Wow, you must have been in so much pain during that time. Yeah, a lot of pain also, just like worried. And also I was like being sick because of the smell of the acid and like the taste as well. It's just like all the other things apart from the pain just like add to it. Do you know Do you know what it was, what the actual substance was? I have no idea. Right, they there didn't was, find that out. No, so all my clothes I took off as soon as like the attack happened just because they were, it was absorbed in the acid. I had a purse in my hand that was a kind of like cotton material and I know that that got sent off to a lab but I don't think they ever figured it out. And then what's happened since? So obviously you've had the, the physical impact of this but what has the uh, mental impact been on you in terms of recovering from this and, you know, obviously really traumatic experience and how are you feeling now? Um, I think, so because it was five years ago, for the first few years it was really hard. I, like, didn't go out at night for a good few years and obviously I was having surgery the whole time. I think now it's easier but it's, like, been impossible at times and I, like, struggled with bad anxiety and, like, panic attacks and things like that. So I think it just, like, with time it'll get better and obviously there are moments where I still have that now, but it's obviously improved. What was the effect on your body? So you said you've had surgeries. Mm-hmm. How much of your body was actually affected by it and what's what's had to happen since? Yeah, I would. I think it's about 30 to 35% burns. <gasps> wow, gosh. And... Um, and yeah, so I was in hospital initially for six weeks and I was having surgery every other day over that six-week period. And then I left and I was in hospital still every day having physio. And then from there, I think I've had like a lot of surgery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a lot to have to go through. And I mean, I don't know about you girls, but I see you sitting here now and, and you look great. Fine. And I'm not just saying that, you you look fantastic. Um do you look very different now to how you did after the attack? Um, I mean, as in how bad? I mean, you say 30%, you know, yeah. burn to your body. That's an yeah. awful lot. So yeah. was, there, was there quite a lot of damage done by that acid? I know it sounds silly, because, but you sit here now, and I don't know about you guys. I, I mean, mm. gosh, you, yeah, you look beautiful. Thanks. No, there were, it were, it's bad. Like I, There are still scars everywhere. You can still see them. It's like half down my face. But yeah, it was, it's really bad. It's 30% burns. I mean, there's not much you can do when you're, you've got burnt skin, you've got burnt skin. So it's just about like wearing your pressure suits and your face masks and like, I don't know, the physio and that kind of thing, just working on it, surgeries. Do you feel differently about your body now than you did before? Yeah, I think it's inevitable that you would. Um, There are obviously times like I went on the beach for the first time, I think it was like a year ago or like a year and a half ago and that was like a huge thing for me and I still wouldn't like wear a bikini. I just like don't feel confident in it but yeah I think it's hard but it's like something that I'm like getting used to how do people react to you do you see do you see people looking at your burns do you feel them looking I've never had someone I've had people ask me in public what happened to me and I've uh, like had strangers come up to me and be like what happened um do you mind that like sometimes no because I'd rather them ask me than just stare like I've had people who have just stared like on the tube and things and I would rather they just asked me um I think it depends on the situation it depends where I am like if I'm sitting there eating I would rather someone not ask me but if I'm like on the tube and like whatever they can ask I don't know it depends like what the context is Mm. Mm. yeah 
What would you say to your attackers if you saw them again? Do you, you know, how do you feel about them now? Um, what would I say to them? Uh, I don't, I have, n- I have no idea what I would say mm. to them. I would probably not say anything to them. I, I don't know. I have no idea who they were. We didn't recognize them at all when they came over to us. So I have no idea. Honestly, I've never like thought about it because I don't think it would ever happen. Yeah, and are you able to sort of, how to say, park it? I mean, but are you able? You said you you sort of have left it in Zanzibar. Yeah. Um. So do you feel you're sort of able to do that? Yeah, I was given the option to go back for an identity parade, but the guy that they had as a suspect had no like past convictions of acid violence. He was just there on like behalf of muggings and things like that. I don't. I feel like someone probably knows because Zanzibar is so small, especially Stone Town, and I feel like someone knows who it was. They all know each other. Um, so yeah, I can't remember the last part of the question. No, no, not at all. Yeah. It's about leaving it in Zanzibar. Oh probably, yes, probably, yes, probably. yes, yeah. So I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. No. Left it there. Mm. You are incredibly composed, and for somebody who's been through something so traumatic, you have an incredible ability to see it for what it was and not let it define you has that taken you know did you get to that point easily or has it taken five years of really thinking about it and having to work through it did you have to have therapy uh I had therapy as soon as I came back um when I was in hospital I had like a psychologist come into my room every day but I feel like that was just part of the protocol anyway I've had a lot of therapy and I think I just like try and be rational about it and I don't want it to like completely mess me up forever because I'm still young so I just like I don't know try to get through it the best I can yeah an incredible job when you know yeah when you when you said as well how because that exactly as Harriet said you 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 seem to process it so well actually so how does it feel because um acid attacks just just seem to be absolutely gaining momentum sadly and tragically in the press Mm -hmm. you know it it doesn't it I mean we've obviously got Katie Piper that we know about Mm -hmm. but we were just talking before we came on air that a few months ago there was the toddler uh who was the victim of an acid attack Mm -hmm. you know in his push chair Mm -hmm. so when you hear about these acid attacks that suddenly start making the headlines again um how does that affect you I think it's so terrifying and especially the toddler who's like obviously so young I just think it's like so scary and the first thing I think about when I hear about other attacks is the recovery that they're going to have to go through because, like, it's it's so much worse than I think people realise. And a burn's recovery is, like, one thing, but having, like, the trauma of, like, an acid attack is just something else. So that's the first thing I think about is the recovery. But it's terrifying, and I think that it being in the press so much or, like, people being so aware about acid violence and how bad the damage is kind of, like, makes people aware that it's like a possible way of hurting someone do you think it's feeding it yeah that's what i mean i think it's like copycats kind of get expi- like inspired by it in some way that's fascinating. it's just like a trend katie it's been amazing talking to you we're gonna keep chatting to you because you've been doing some incredible stuff since your recovery as well to really help people come to terms, i guess with their own physical appearances and things they're not so happy about we're going to be talking about more of that and just more of your story and what we should all be doing actually to be more aware of this escalating violence and how we deal with it uh, here on Badass Women's Hour XL. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Welcome back. This is Badass Women's Hour XL with me, Harriet Minter, Emma Sexton, and Anna Williamson. Right now, we are talking to the incredible KTG Esther Tax Survivor. Um, before the break, Katie, we were talking about the rise in Esther Tax and how actually talking about them might almost be fueling them. Is that something you worried about when people were asking you about your own attack? Um. In terms of it inspiring other people. Did it kind of stop you from talking about it for a while? Were you worried that it would increase the violence? I don't I don't know how much my attack would have like inspired mm-hmm. other people, but I think in general, it being in the news, I feel like some sick people out there would get inspired by it. So it does worry me that I think it would just be a trend. And I, I don't know how like trends have worked in the past in terms of violence, but I feel like it would inspire people and that does scare me. You've been doing um, some incredible work on your social media as well to kind of help other people that might be feeling a bit uncomfortable or there's part of their body that they're a bit ashamed of um, with your campaign called Setting the Standard. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about that? So I um, kind of only started talking about what happened to me uh, like a few months ago. And um, from then I just did like articles here and there and like a few things. And... um, I wrote an article for the Daily Mail and they changed the title to something not very nice. They wrote, girl, horribly disfigured, blah, blah, blah. It's just like not a very nice title about me. And so I put it on my Instagram and I said, I wrote an article and it was about me and my recovery and surviving this. And this is what they wrote. And like, I don't agree with it. And it's just because like beauty standards are now so high on Instagram and they expect everyone to look a certain way and that whole thing. So I put 
everyone upload a hashtag of yourself with this with a picture that you haven't put on Instagram before because you didn't think it was good enough or something along those lines and then like tag your friends to do the same that's what it was and what sort of pictures were people sending in there was things from just no makeup or people just like showing their scars or um like having spots like anything like pictures in bikinis that they wouldn't normally put on um instagram or anything really like stretch marks yeah and, stretch marks yeah. um can't even think just like God, everything I've, I've got plenty of pics <laughs> i could upload to, to support this campaign yeah everything everything anything like everyone has something and it was just like scary how everyone actually did have something so ladies yeah, have you got pics on your phone that you wouldn't be putting up on instagram uh yeah. Yeah, do you know what, though? I'm getting more and more happier to post bad pictures of me. I had a load of pictures the other week that were me, like, at a conference. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy into this Instagram rubbish mm. because, you know, who it's, decides it's what nonsense, beauty is? Yeah. yeah, and we're all... Well, I saw an amazing quote the other day that said something like, if all of us are not beautiful, none of us are beautiful. And I was like, oh, my God, that is totally true, isn't it? Because we yeah. can't see all the beauty in individuals, yeah. then, then none of us deserve to... None of us are beautiful, it, and it's so. It's such a boring world, you know. If everyone yep. sort of, you know, Absolutely. looks the same. But actually, yeah. I, in answer to your question on that, yeah, I've started. Well, I've always been quite honest and open. I just sort of don't really care. I mean, yeah. that, I mean that in a good way. Do you yeah. know what I mean, I know that sometimes I can look a lot better than I do at other times. Yeah, and that's fine. But actually, I talk about the, the mum thing. I often, I've, I've, it was my son's birthday yesterday, mm. and I put up on Instagram, um, sort of the, what I call the real birth picture as you know as opposed to the kind of filtered instagram you know glowing mother no i look horrific if you go on my instagram you'll see it and i'm just like because that's what it's like and i think as you say and, and again the positivity that comes from that people go thank you for posting that with all of your wires hanging out your arms and you know looking a bit red in the face and sweaty and you know that's, yeah. that's what it's all about isn't yeah. it yeah what was funny there were loads of ones with like screenshots of people's camera rolls and it was just like a hundred of the same picture but like a slightly different angle and there was like a few of those which is quite funny gets obsessive doesn't it yeah has it been hard to talk about it though you said you only started talking about the attack Mm -hmm. about six months ago yeah how have you found talking about it has that been therapeutic or has it been really challenging for you yeah so I um I was offered to do like things when it actually happened and for me I just wanted to recover like on my own or just like with my family I wasn't interested and I thought it would like make me worse uh like mentally and um then I, when I graduated university, I reached out to a charity called Changing Faces and then from then started doing like a few small bits here and there. So that kind of like inspired me working with people from the charity. And also I kind of just thought, why not? Yeah, yeah it's like turning, it sounds like turning something that was an extremely traumatic time into... Yeah. Is positive the right word? I don't know if that is the right word, but you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, or just like it's happened anyway, so I might as well make the best of it. It's already happened, so I might as well. That was you like one person, and that that's the kind of exactly, thing, isn't it? exactly. Mm. Katie, what would you like to see come from the setting the standard campaign? What, how would you like? I guess our standards and our ideas of ourselves to change. Um, I think, like it, it only takes like a few people to. I don't know, open someone else's eyes and inspire them to change like their mindset. And I feel that now more so than it used to be, people are more open on Instagram, as you guys were saying, like now you like don't really care as much. And I think that like now it's like slowly changing slightly. Obviously there's like a lot more to do, but I think like the more people like join in and don't really care, the more other people won't care. Um, And finally, what would you like to see in terms of how, 
I guess, government and legislation treats people who are both victims of asset attacks, but also those committing those attacks. Do you mm. think we need stiffer punishment for them? What should be happening? Uh, I think stiffer punishment also people who are able to buy asset anyway. Yeah. I think that needs to be regulated and um, definitely like deterring people with, I don't know, longer sentences and things like that. Fabulous. Uh, Katie, you've been an absolute inspiration. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to hear more from you or get involved in the campaign, where should they be looking? Um, so on my Instagram, I do the hashtag and then I created... Remind us of the hashtag again. Oh, sorry, setting the standard. And I created um, a separate page for it as well. So you can like see everyone. I'm like trying to post all the ones that I like screenshotted initially so you can see them there as well. Fabulous. And if anyone wants to talk to you, where can they find you? Um, I don't know. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> at, at KCJG. I'm Thank really you. bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all anywhere. Just, you know, pick up the phone book. No, like, no, I'm going to make you say your Instagram. <laughs> Are you on YouTube as well? Yes, I did. I created an, um, a YouTube channel like a month ago. Tell us what that's called. My name is <laughs> Katie G. Brilliant. Yeah. You just have to say it a thousand times. So that people get to know. Yeah. Katie, it's been so lovely having Thank you on. Thank you. you so much for sharing your story with us. It's been really inspiring. Thank you. Um, ladies, what are you going to do differently on the Instagram now you've heard this? Well, I'm definitely going to do a post with Katie's hashtag setting the standard because, I mean, there's going to be several pictures in my yeah photo album that perhaps haven't made it to instagram <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe i'll just do a whole selection i was gonna just say do all yeah, of them, yeah. The whole album yeah yeah <laughs> yes i mean I, I sort of feel like i mean the only thing missing from my post yesterday of me in a hospital bed looking far from good no uh, i didn't was, see was, that was did you really, see it but it was really amazing it was just a really lovely post actually Aww. and i think we do get too caught up in in posting things that we think are aesthetically pleasing but that's a really beautiful moment Aww, you've just made you. a human being well that was it i think i i mean i do like to kind of you know be a bit bit kind of jokey sometimes but it was quite a quite a serious one you know i had a tr you know it was an awful time actually the birth but i was like would well, you know what it isn't filtered i am being real just like you katie you know but obviously for very different reasons mm -hmm. but that was my real pick you know that was my hashtag setting the standard so anyone that's giving birth right now beat that <laughs> i think we've all become really like a bit prissy about instagram i was reading an article this week about people being afraid to post pictures of their homes on instagram why in case there aren't enough candles it doesn't look they don't oh, have yeah the requisite yeah. green velvet sofa it's, we all and let's be honest we've all got an ironing board or a washing you know, a clothes horse behind us i know i have do you yeah. know what i mean are you so right, Harry. It's about yeah, finding that that ideal corner where you've got all your posh candles. Well, do we do we have that? I'm not just really? looking around the studio. There is not an ideal corner. We need a plain wall. Yeah, we'll definitely do a setting the standards hashtag picture in this room. I reckon. Our next guest is 25, and she's taken the decision to just stop shaving her body hair altogether. Find out why we're joined in the studio now by Charlotte Crosby. Hello, Charlotte. Hi. <laughs> Charlotte Conway. Sorry, not Crosby. Charlotte Hi, Conway. everyone. Hello. Uh, hello. So tell us, when we say you've taken the decision to stop shaving your body hair, what were you shaving that you're now not? Well, I recall asking my mum when I was around 14, maybe actually younger than that, probably 12, 13, whether I was allowed to shave my legs. And because I felt like I had to, all the other girls at school were, and all the actresses in films, I don't think I even had armpit hair at that point. And I remember one of the first times that I shaved my legs, 
I cut myself so oh. badly. Mm. You know, when you shave off a bit of skin yeah, and it yeah. wouldn't stop bleeding. Yeah, and I, just, I had no idea what to do. It was a pretty nasty experience. I do think, though, however, I'm not saying that I would completely abstain from all body hair grooming at all. I think that it's the, the emphasis that I want to encourage is that it is a choice not an expectation, not something to feel guilty about and have to, and one can experiment either way. So we've got an incredible picture of you on our Twitter at Talk Radio at the moment, which is you showing off your armpit hair, your leg hair, looking, I think, incredibly hot. Uh, Tell us how that picture came about and what it inspired for you. That photograph came about as I was invited to be part of a project called Natural Beauty by the photographer Ben Hopper, whose website I think is therealbenhopper.co.uk. And I was really excited to be, I felt privileged to be asked to be a part of it. And so it was a definite yes. But most of his other shots were focusing just on the armpits. And I think after that brief bit in the media about Miley Cyrus not shaving her armpits and there was a bit of talk about it but it seemed I still personally feel that there's so much stigma around the legs yeah okay yeah um so I wanted to include them in the shot (laughs) (laughs) what has the reaction been to it from your friends and family and on social media really positive it's been amazing I've had so many people write to me about how inspired they are, including quite a few girls from school who recalled when I first started not shaving and were saying how inspired they were at the time and still are. And I had a lot of comments just saying, wow, you're so beautiful, natural woman, etc. Where do you think this stigma around we should shave our legs, we should shave our armpits, where does that come from? Where does it originate from? Oh, where did you feel it from, I guess, when you were kind of 13? I absolutely remember being there at 13 and having a very serious conversation with my mother where I said, I think it's time for me to start shaving my legs. I'm wondering if I should shave my legs. I'm watching her almost crack up in hilarity. But yeah. And also, should I shave my arms? Yes. And I did that. And then people saying, don't shave your arms because because it grows back. back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and I really identify with what you said, Charlotte. Everyone else was doing it. And then you sort of, there almost seems this rite of passage. And the boys expected it. Well, they wanted to be able to. I remember it was a thing at school to be able to, like, stroke your leg and not feel it had to be smooth wow right (laughs) isn't it it, it's a sign of maturing isn't it it's a sign of reaching puberty it's a sign of suddenly it's almost that signal of ta-da but it's a constructed sign of that and then and back to what your question was that i feel that the origins come of it from this portrayal of what women are supposed to look like which has definitely progressed really really far especially alongside society being more conscious and discussing gender in general has massively contributed to that and more acceptance of different sexualities and just generally a promotion of inclusivity because something else it brings up for me is you know what about people in wheelchairs or disabled people they're just completely uh, struck off from being sexualized mm-hmm. even though I, I know that they're yeah. often abused but It's just funny that we come up with this idea of the perfect woman is supposed to look like this and it's completely uninclusive and just not fair, really. I've had a thing recently where um, I think, given my age, my hormones have gone a bit crazy and I'm basically growing a beard. And because I'm super, super fair, you can't see it, 
But when I look at myself in the mirror, there's like, you know, fluff. There's a, there's a really, I mean, not even fluff down. There's like a really good woodcutter type beard situation going on. And I'm sort of thinking, oh, thank God, well, I'm so fair, so it doesn't really matter. But I think of, actually, I know lots of women who are there with a razor shaving their faces, mm. who are thinking of bleaching it, who are ripping it off. And it just feels like we're spending a lot of time and effort on something that is a bit ridiculous, really. And sad. happening to everybody. Because yeah. you say that there, Harriet, and I can think, in straight away in my head, I'm thinking, tick, tick, tick. The amount yeah. of fact, even on one of my WhatsApp groups, one of my oldest group of friends, they're all trading off the different, you know, <laughs> products, you know, the, the yeah. you know things that you can kind of laser off, <laughs> your home laser things. But they're tashes, um, you know, and, the, and for whatever it may be. But as you say, if we're all... If we're all worrying about it, or we're not actually, that's the whole reason yeah. you're here, Charlotte. But as you say, we just—if we just all just let it carry on, then there isn't an issue, right? <laughs> right. I, well, I think it's so deeply ingrained this worry and this expectation from society, and so I completely understand, empathise, and experience myself wanting to make certain efforts to groom myself f- for other people's approval or sometimes for my own benefit if it's going to enhance my like power in the situation but I do find it sad one of the things and I mentioned it in the photograph the discussion for that about about like professionally feeling like I have to cover my legs and my armpits for work and feeling really Mm -hmm. uncomfortable with that that annoys me because I don't think that any of the male or assigned male people that I uh, in my industry would have to do that. Though men have to worry about shaving their face. Yeah, there's a level of grooming, I suppose, but that doesn't necessarily... Yeah, you don't need to remove all your leg hair or armpit hair to be groomed. Especially not in the no. winter or anything. Yeah. And And on top of that, sometimes people portray that it's more hygienic, mm. which yeah. is just... Well, no, because surely it's designed to be there for a reason, right? Yeah. There's nothing in nature that hasn't been put there. It's all very well considered, isn't it? Yeah. So have you encouraged lots of your other friends to think differently about their body hair? And perhaps the guys around you, Mm -hmm. your friends with as well? Are you changing attitudes with your sort of stance on this? I believe so, from what has been reported back to me from people. (laughs) Yeah. And that feels great yeah <laughs> love it have, have you heard any any sort of negative reaction you know for example say when it is hot and we've had a very hot summer haven't we though that feels like a, a long time ago now um but have you ever had anyone sort of do a double take or make a comment say if you've got their vest top on and yeah definitely what do people De- say well less so the of people saying anything more just definitely double takes and people looking on public transport quite you know shocked, what? but I would be shocked. Yeah, I still get shocked when people have certain, you know, unusual body appearances. It's just on the basis of it being unusual. I haven't particularly had anyone tell me that it's unattractive in a long time. I think at the beginning, my mum was definitely a bit confused <laughs> about it. Um, but she seems to be 
quite supportive now, especially seeing how the world is changing. It's changed so much since I first stopped. Well, you say the world's changing. Twitter's not changing. We've had a few tweets. um, So we've had a vomit emoji. We've had another GIF, which is about having to go and vomit. Um, Yeah, so we've upset a few. Yeah, yeah. We've upset a few men. Oh, guys, come on. (laughs) Well, yeah. Tough, really tough luck yeah yeah exactly all exactly. i want to say come on guys are you look how do you sort feel about out. it do you want to you know it, it works both ways right yeah i mean come on yeah i think it's just so frustrating to me that it's i really resonated with your point Charlotte, which is about um particularly in the summer men can walk around in shorts with hairy legs and we just don't even think twice about it and women can't you know, we have to have and the rest, legs. hairy butt cracks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're on holiday, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's like hairy, fair, hairy backs. You know, I mean, that's just yes. the way some people that's are made. And our clothing yeah. is designed to make it more uncomfortable. I've noticed this on on the beach. Like our clothing's more revealing. So a guy will be in his trunks, or even in speedos, will seem to like manage to cover up where a bunch of hairs coming out. But I guess you don't notice because you're used to it because the guy's allowed to have it. But then yeah. you put on a little itsy bitsy bikini and and the hairs poking out and that's actually something I felt pretty uncomfortable with I feel like if I'm gonna wear an item of clothing that's exaggerating a standard beauty norm expectation anyway it makes me feel even more uncomfortable so depending on where I am and depending on my mood you know sometimes I'll remove pubic hair can also be quite useful (laughs) if you know what I mean (laughs) Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Welcome to the Badass of the Week. I thought it was question time. (laughs) That's the level of serious... Oh, yeah, that's my pitch for question time. Send that in as my audition. Do it, do it, send it in. You you wanted an agent this week. Yeah, exactly. Send it in to the agent. Send it in as my question time audition. Yeah, do it. 2001. Um, It is time for our Badass of the Week ceremony. Um, not to brag, but I've scored one win. Nat has scored one win. Emma, how many have you scored? Zero. But yep. this week you're cheating, Harriet. <laughs> so I am going to void any scores and not even write them down. <laughs> there is a lot of tension here, guys. Well, look, hang on. So we've decided to turn the badass of the week into a competition. Yeah, right? I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. So therefore, we all pick our badasses. We share our news stories with our producers during the week. So then you see what everybody else has picked. Mm. This week... Harriet saw who we had all picked and then she changed it today in the production meeting. That is cheating. Tactical, tactical, It Hattie. is, I mean, it is, but I did change it for a really good reason. It's because it's, when you hear my badass, it's, it's news appropriate. I know, and that's why it annoys me even more because it's she good, obviously deserves to win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But we will start at, who wants to start? Should we start with Not mine? Me. I don't know if I'm playing anymore. <laughs> well, I don't think mine's going to win at all. Mine seems are... a little vacuous. None of us are going to win because <laughs> Harriet's going to win. She's already engineered it. Maybe Harriet should go last then because then we're going to make that more win anyway. Anna, you go first. Who is yours? Um, okay, actually, I wish to apologise. I don't mean to call Holly Willoughby <laughs> vacuous. She's not. Um, she's no, she. Yeah, she is. I mean, Holly Willoughby. I mean, she's absolutely trouncy, like, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. You know, she is. She is badass in in so many ways. Um, not least because we were stable mates in kids' telly all those years ago, and and well, you know, you. wow, look how incredible she's 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 doing. Um, so she's my badass for this week, though, because um, she's a busy working mum, as we know. She's got mm-hmm. three children. Uh, she was in this morning, um, and she. 
has a brand new lifestyle brand that she has been sort of touting out quite a lot called Truly, which was supposed to be launching in the autumn. It's very much like Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop uh, brand. Um, and she has decided, she's made the decision, according to the papers, uh, that she's going to step down, that she has decided actually this huge business that she's about to launch isn't going to fit in actually with her family commitments. Uh, we know that she's just taken over from uh, Ant McPartland temporarily on I'm a Celebrity, so she is shipping all the family off uh, for that at the back end of the year. Um, so she is now citing family commitments and not actually giving enough to her work-life family balance if she does this particular brand. So she's my badass because she's she's chalking it up there, I think, for all the mums in this world which, which have to cope with mum guilt. It is a thing. We shouldn't have it. I have it. We all have it the minute we're away from our kids and we're working we feel guilty that we're not with our children um but i think it's really good that she's just put herself on that platform now to say do you know what work-life balance whatever works for you and your family that is okay even if that means you have to sometimes make an unpopular decision to come back out of a business deal so that's why she's my badass and what i think is actually really badass about this is it was really public it was you know, really public. There was so much promotion around that business. No. Her face was all over it. Yep. She'd made a big statement about it. And we've all been in that situation where you're doing something and you're thinking, oh, no, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And it gets so far down the line that you think, I, I, I can't. I can't, I can't back, back out of it. Yeah. I've got to do it now. And for her to be like, do you know what? I have got all the way with this, but being realistic, it's not working. And being totally public and open and honest about that. I think that must have been really scary and I think it's a really badass move. Me too. And, that, and I think that was it. It was it was the public way it was done. The fact that she publicly tweeted. She doesn't actually tweet all that much or, yeah. or Instagram all that much really. Not not personal stuff. She does yeah. all her fashion stuff. But to actually, as you say, not just not just let a representative come out with it. She just went, you know what? This doesn't work for me and my family so I'm changing my mind. And I think that's quite badass to be, as you say, to be that public. And interesting, mm-hmm. because she just came out and said it, that to me, I didn't really see a lot of backlash about that do you know what I mean it's almost yeah. like there was no like you say if a spokesperson had come out everyone would be like what's going on but she just really was like I've got too much on I'm too busy this is lovely but I can't do it and there was just like all right there's no way that you there's, there's no, no argument ba- no exactly. there was no argument when the person themselves said I'm done mm. I can't do this and actually my career my career choices have changed um as you say there's nowhere else to yeah. go with it and I think she's very clever that she's troubleshooted that very quickly and also I think that is real life because I think there's nothing worse than somebody who wants to say no but you don't say no so you end up shirking or letting people down where if you're really upfront and you go you know what I said yes and I was going to do this with you and I absolutely I'm really sorry I can't again you just kind of it just makes it easier for everybody yeah and that's that's the thing she said you know this this launching this kind of brand I've just realized is going to take an awful lot of commitment and dedication of which if I commit to this it's going to I realize it's going to take me away more and more from my home life and my family life and I value my role as a mother above all else so I think and that's I mean according to what she said so um, I think that's quite admirable and very badass yeah super badass good candidate very good call and thank you for not cheating Anna and staying true (laughs) to the spirit of the badass Emma I'm all about authenticity (laughs) and being true she says as she all right all right Emma Sexton who is your badass of the week so when I choose my badasses, I am not led by who I think is going to get me a vote. <laughs> I am led by the women tonight. that have aspired me this week with no personal agenda. Okay. So this week, my badass of the week is actually a childhood friend. So Alison Tree 
she lived across the road from me growing up she was um like probably about three or four years older than me and she always wanted to be a doctor and she studied really really hard and this week she was on the news on uh, bbc news because she w- now works at the royal marsden and she is a specialist in uh, she is a consultant in prostate cancer and they were talking about a new uh, the new mr linac which is really targeted radiotherapy which is really leading the work that they're doing and also they are collaborating with other uh, healthcare, um, leading healthcare divisions across the world to make sure that they're not replicating their research. But she was on TV, and I've not seen or spoken to Alison for a long time. Like, you know, Alison's probably 45. I don't think I've spoken to her in 30 years. And she was so incredible to see this this woman that I grew up with and I remember, you know, every summer holidays we'd play, sit there and talk so eloquently um so passionately about what she does and she has worked incredibly hard and I was just an absolute in awe of her I was just like that is you've worked incredibly hard to get where you are you are genuinely changing lives changing you know uh, cancer care at the Royal Marsden and um I was like yep go Alison I'm really proud to have that's badass that's badass it is badass and you know what so often we um we talk about women who are doing kind of amazing things in a one-off. They've done this big thing that's happened. Actually, there's a lot to be said for celebrating women who have just gone, this is my life, I'm dedicating it to this, and I'm working my way through. It's incredible. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> well done, Alison. Well, well it, done, Alison. I think she's Thank done you. an incredible... Very she's saving strong, lives. Yeah, very strong very, contender. Oh, a strong contender. Strong oh, contender. okay. <laughs> and who is your badass of the week, Harriet, now that you changed it last minute? So my badass of the week that I did change last minute, but also... Any of you could have had. That's what I'm saying. Any of you could have had. Um, it couldn't really be anyone other than Dr. Christine Placey Ford this week. So she is the woman who has accused Brett Kavanaugh, who is the US nomination for the Supreme Court of rape when she was 17. And this week she stood in front of the Senate and gave evidence about that. And it's a huge deal in the US because once you are nominated to the Supreme Court, you are there for the rest of your life. You can you rule. You have the final ruling on all legislation in the US and you have to die for that for that position to be taken away from you. Right. So, do you know, what? I didn't realize it was that long. You are there for life. And Brett Kavanaugh has views that I personally feel are not favorable to women at all. Um, it's a very political nomination. When you look up of the ma- when you look at the makeup of the Supreme Court, it actually already weights in favour of a more conservative leaning. So technically, there should be to create balance. It should be a more liberal judge being proposed, and there isn't. And Christine Lacey Ford has not talked about the fact that she claims he raped her really at all in her life. She hasn't. She never accused him of it. She didn't take it to the police. She didn't really talk about it with her family. It happened. She dealt with it. She kept it secret. And she saw him potentially being appointed to the Supreme Court. She saw the impact that he would have on other women's lives. And she said, I cannot let this stand. And she has come out and publicly accused him of rape. She has accused him of group rape, um, accused him of covering it up. She has had to be interviewed by the Senate. She has been torn apart by the FBI who've been investigating it. She has been torn apart by the conservative media. She's been torn about on Twitter. She's had people tweeting her and being like, if this was real, you would have talked about it before. You would have talked about it. The fact you didn't talk about it proves that this is fake. And she stood there and she gave evidence. And I just think 
she didn't do it for her she did it for women and that for me is a completely badass move and to stand up and put I know yourself late through call, that, yeah. but no. she has to be my badass yeah. of the yeah. week yeah. so we're going to take a little vote amongst ourselves to see who is the winner uh, Anna the official rule is you can't vote for yourself but you can vote for anyone else who is our badass of the week who are you voting for Emma I would like I look your badass has to win. I feel like Alison, I think I should get half a point for Alison. And also last week I had an amazing badass. And again, I lost, but she was amazing. So I feel like I should have half a point. Can I have half a point? You can have half a point. You can have half a point. Anna, who are you voting for? Um, I'm loving Alison, but it's got to be to you. It's got Dutch to be Christine Glacey Ford, yeah. you are our you badass are of the week. Involved. Thank you. One, two, three, four. This has been Badass Women's Hour's Best Bits. Uh, if you liked it, please do rate, review and subscribe us. We love that. Five stars. Um, or come chat to us on social media. You can find us at Badass Women's Hour, HR at Badass Women's Hour. Or come talk to us individually. I'm at Harriet Minter. At Emma Sexton. And at Natsy Campbell. We'll be here again next week. Same time, same place. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.